I'm Mary, and this is Talks With My Kids. Hi, I'm Mary, and this is Talks With My Kids. I'd like to welcome back uh, one of our co-hosts, uh, my 14-year-old son, incoming freshman to high school, Ethan, my eldest um, son, also my firstborn. Ethan, welcome. Hi. So today we are Maggie Free. Um, just, did you want to say something funny about that, Ethan? I can see you <laughs> super excited with some kind of... No, I, I, don't, I don't have anything to say about that. Okay. Um, we are Maggie free today as we were Ethan free for the last episode, not because Ethan doesn't read books or is a good reader or has always been a good reader, but that is more Maggie's area of expertise. So today we are just with Ethan, uh, to talk about video games and not just to talk about them, but more of a primer for parents from the source if your kids are playing video games, if they're interested in video games, if you feel like all of this is kind of going past your eyes without you really understanding what's going on, this is a chance to dig in a little deeper and understand what's going on, learn some terminology, um, maybe get some questions answered that you may have and were too afraid to ask your teenager. So, Ethan, let's begin. Uh, tell me what your, I guess I would call it a game platform of choices, because when I was a kid, I played Nintendo. I had Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt and Top Gun, because we were cool and had three games that your uncle and I played late into the night on our very bad TV, unlike the fancy stuff you have today. So tell me what you're playing on. Uh, I play on the Xbox. Okay, and what would you consider the other major platform platforms that kids are typically playing on? Uh, other, probably PlayStation and Nintendo. Or, yeah. Okay. Um, so, going to Xbox, I know that when you first started out, you were just playing games. And then eventually we branched out into having to buy you these cards that cost money. Um, so I think that's called Xbox Live. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So explain to parents or interested parties what Xbox Live is and how that works versus just popping a game into your console and playing it on your TV. Uh, Xbox Live is it, it allows you to play online with other people and your friends. And for Xbox, it always costs money to play online by Xbox Live. But for, like, PlayStation, it used to be free to play online. But now it actually costs money. And I'm not sure about the Switch with Nintendo's co um, console. But, yeah, it basically just allows you to play online with your friends and other random people. And what are we talking about? 50 cents? $200? Like... 
how, what, is, what are the rates for, for instance, what you're playing on Xbox? Um, I'm pretty sure it's $50 for a year of Xbox Live, and that's same with PlayStation. Um, I'm not sure about the Switch, though. And, and what does $50 get you access to? It gives you a year of Xbox Live or PSN Live. And so essentially what that entails is being able to play online with other people, so interacting with other people. Yeah. And is it just playing, or it seems to me that you're able to actually communicate with these other people who are playing? Yeah, if you have a microphone, you can communicate with the people you're playing okay. with. and that's when I joke around about asking how your customer service shift is going, because you look like mm-hmm. you're in a call center. Uh-huh. So if parents are seeing that... That's what's going on. They're talking to other people online. So I guess what the parents might be interested in hearing about, because we're into this kind of thing, what safeguards are there or what safeguards are available if, say, a kid is of a younger age where they may be able to do this, but maybe a parent wants to put in some safeguards, or is there any way to restrict who they're playing with, what they're doing, that kind of thing? Uh, I'm not, there's not really, like, for online, there's not really a way to, like, restrict playing with certain people, but you can mute people and report them and block them. And, and that's what I was going to ask about, is, is there a certain policing within the community if people are bullying or being difficult or whatever, so there are those capabilities. Yeah, it kind of depends, like, older games, you can't really, like, report people anymore, because, like, there's not, people don't really care anymore, but I know... Xbox uh, is really, like, strict about communication because, like, you can just get banned from, like, one report of, like, bad messaging to other players. So have you, playing online, do you only or typically play with your friends or people that you just know, or is this, like, any stranger off the Internet? Um, I usually play with my friends and... Even if I'm not playing with my friends, I don't talk to anybody online. You're just telling me that so that I don't take your Xbox away. No, you wouldn't take my Xbox away if I told you I talked to strangers. Gotcha. And and just to clarify for people who are listening, I'm asking a lot of questions I have answers to. I know that I do have bad mom moments, but I do know the answer to some of these questions. I'm not asking him for the first time, like, Ethan, tell me what you've been doing in your room all this time, talking to strangers. Um this is obviously more for like educational purposes if you're interested or don't know. And a lot of this is refresher. So some of this we haven't talked about in quite some time and things change and there are updates. So it's always good to check in and find out what's going on. If your child has been part of this community for a considerable amount of time. Okay. So Ethan, um, this may not apply to you since you're mostly playing with your actual friends, but have you encountered any problems with people being difficult or what are potential conflicts that, and maybe not you, maybe it's other people or you just know about, but what would parents need to anticipate or look out for um, when their child is engaging with others in the online playing? Um, I would just say like arguing, but like that's pretty much as far as it goes. Maybe like there's not really much outside of like arguing within a game if you even get into an argument while you're playing. Okay. So, by and large, not a lot of issues? Yeah. I haven't had any issues. 
I mean, I hear you arguing a lot, which is funny because you're my very laid-back, quiet, introverted child. When we're out and about, you're quiet. We all know that in your family, we know that you're funny and clever, and you'll talk to no. us, but it's not your general MO. So when I suddenly hear you exclaiming things, I'll say nicely, you're not using profanity, but I think you... I, I don't know if the online concept lends itself to making you feel more comfortable. I'm usually... I'm not even talking to people. Usually, she's just yelling, like, so, at nothing. So this is like me driving. Yeah, pretty much. They, they, no one can hear me. I usually don't have my mic in, or I'm just everyone's muted. Gotcha. So. Okay, that's interesting to know. Okay, so that is kind of general, and although we're specifically talking about Xbox, PlayStation generally operates in the same manner. Yeah. Okay. If a parent, say, is just beginning the wild and crazy adventure of their child having a gaming system, I think, for the most part, kids have a, an idea in mind of which console they want to pursue. So most people have a preference, or all their friends are playing one or the other. Um, would you, for parents who are trying to decide, or their kids are trying to decide, are, are there any pointers you have in terms of differences between the two, or do you just kind of go with what your friends are doing? Yeah, like, when I when I got Xbox, it was because my friends had it, and, like, back then, it might have been different, because, like, PlayStation didn't cost money to go online, but now, I would say, it doesn't really matter, or there's not really any major differences between the consoles, so I would just say whatever your friends are playing on, I would get. And something that I learned after you were buying games, just to move into more specifics about the games, there are both physical copies of games, but you can also buy them online, and then it's essentially like you're doing a download, and then it kind of exists on your account. Is that right? Yeah. Is there a a preference or is there a certain advantage doing one over the other if parents are shopping for a birthday or a holiday well if if you're shopping for somebody it's probably easier to just get a hard copy because most of the time i think there's ways it's just like if you want to download something digitally you have to go into like the actual like shop within the console and then buy the digital download while uh that's not very can't really secretly buy someone their own game like on the console gotcha. and in your case with your family sometimes you'll give us a list and i'll kind of coordinate between your dad and your grandparents of what games we're buying you but gift cards also work mm -hmm, yeah right. okay so moving more specifically into games uh parents may or may not be aware that there's a rating system for games and what is the more docile, easygoing, like child rated? What is that? Like G? Um, G? I think it's like E, and then there's like it's E for everyone. Yeah, and then there's like E ten, and then there's teen, and then mature. Okay, so parents should look for those typically in the upper right corner when you're purchasing games. I have found that if you are purchasing a game from a video game specific store, such as GameStop, GameStop which is, I think, the major outfitter for such things, 
the staff is always really helpful, really knowledgeable. These people are working there because they're interested in video games. It's something they like to do. And they have advised me as a parent. Why are you laughing? Because they're narcs. They tell you. They're like, oh, don't buy this game. Okay, but it's, I would do the same thing because you don't want to blindly sell someone a game assuming that the parent is has educated themselves about the game. They go home. Then their kids are like, I don't know, fighting like naked zombies or whatever it is you do on these games. And then that parent's like, I can't believe they didn't tell me that. And mm. they storm back into GameStop. So I think it's totally legit. They're covering themselves. But it's also a nice public service that, you know, some parents come in and they're like, oh, yeah, you're playing Call of Duty. That seems good because it's you're you're doing the world war ii one and that must be historical and you're learning stuff but you're in the know you are you know it's not that right that nice because i'm informed and i like to be up in your business yeah but you know parents have stuff going on or they may trust their children more than they should we've all been there so <laughs> you just made such a face like your dad like it was uncanny uh-huh. I, I wish people could see like your face and your dad's face Okay, so in terms of, let's just back up a second before we kind of head back into the the rating system, but what do you consider, and consider the source, it's a 14-year-old boy who's been playing video games way longer than he should, what do you think is a reasonable age for children to kind of start going down this recreational path? Um, I mean, it uh, kind of depends. Like, you could start it, like, like just give them e-games and then, like, e-10 games, and it just slowly go up. But it, it's kind of it's hard to say when you should start letting your kids play video games. It's like all the games are different, and one could be worse than the other one. Because I definitely think it's just like anything else. Kids are going to start asking way sooner because, of course, everyone else has it. They're the last person in their whole school to get it. They're so deprived. And so you're going to get that just like you do with cell phones or iPads or anything else that children are wanting. So... Along those lines as well, well, let, well, let's go ahead. Let's talk about the, the rating system. I have always had an issue with you. You're only 14 years old, but you do play mature games. And yeah. that is something that we talk about on a case-by-case basis. There's a certain game franchise that <laughs> I have like, a hard no on. Uh-uh. Without that within that game that I find just over the line and too realistic of a storyline and just so incredibly inappropriate even to like play recreationally. So we do not buy that line of game. We do not talk about it. We do not talk about it. It's like Fight Club. Moving beyond that, there's other games that I have been borderline on but I take it on a game-by-game basis, and I do consider it, and I talk to the people at GameStop, and they tell me, okay, this game is M, but it's because there's language. 
-hmm. and I say, okay, well, my son listens to me drive a car, so he's probably heard all those words already. And then we just kind of go from there in terms of, you know, content, violence, everything else. And we've had conversations about the depiction of violence and how that affects your concept. We talked a little bit that, about that in the first episode when we were talking about violence in schools. But overall, I'm taking it on a game-by-game -game basis and I'm talking to the people at GameStop or I'm talking to other people, getting an idea. I think it's hard to just kind of cut it off. I think it's great. I think it's great, actually, if you can just have a hard and fast rule. You're under 17, you're under 18, you're not having mature games. In practice, however, that's not necessarily as easy because you've got, like, the peer pressure thing going on and you feeling left out. Like, you can't play certain games with your friends because they all have them, so... I don't know if parents need to get together more often and, you know, rally about we are not going to buy this game or we're not going to do this. Uh. Um, so I know we talked about Call of Duty. What are some of the other games that are popular right now that parents are going to hear about or need to be looking at because their kids are going to be asking for them? Um, I mean, Fortnite's not really popular anymore. Fortnite has passed. Yeah, it's it's starting to die down. Okay, but quick recap, and this is again, I think we talked about this at some point. Like, give me like the two sentence summary of what that game is about. Uh, it's a battle royale game, which basically means you're dropped off with 99 other players, and you like collect weapons and uh, health, and then you go after then the other people, and then try to be the last remaining person. So it's like the Hunger Games. Yeah, basically. Um, it's online and you're playing with other players, but you can play uh, duos with one other friend and then squads with three other friends. Okay, gotcha. Um, anything else that's up and coming or is kind of like the old standard or kind of in your corpus of games? Um, I don't know. It, like, Call of Duty is probably like the biggest one, but um, I mean, Fallout. There's, there's various iterations of that. Yeah, and. Uh, Fallout. The new Fallout is coming out in uh in like November or October. Oh, okay. okay. Mm -hmm. So that'll be almost around your birthday time. Uh huh. Okay. Um. So what else is going on, kind of outside of the Xbox and PlayStation scene that you're playing on apps on your iPhone? Like, what, what are you doing? Because I know you and Mike play something, Mike being your stepdad. Mike used to play. Mike used to play, um, but then he realized he was a grown-up. Uh-huh. Um, Still I, plays video games. I will games. also say my best friend, uh, Jesse, who is male, also plays this game that you and Mike plays, play. So what is it that you guys are doing online or on your apps that, that you're playing? Oh, uh, well, I I play, Mike doesn't anymore, I play Clash Royale, and it's, um, it's like, it's a PvP, which means you play against one other player, and you basically have to destroy, or, um, 
each other's towers, and if you destroy their tower and they don't destroy any of your towers, you win. And then you can destroy their, their king tower, which destroys all their other towers and instantly wins you the game. So it's basically, uh, I don't know how to explain it very well, but it's like you have you can like collect cards and like level them up and like uh, make decks with them because you can only have eight cards. So once you build your deck, um, you just you face one other player and then you destroy their towers. Okay. And then what's the Clash of Clans thing? Uh, Clash of Clans is made by the same company, so it's rather similar, especially with the troops, but uh, instead of, like, player versus player, just, like, real time, you, um, you like, upgrade your, uh, all your defenses and your troops, and then you go off and you, like, try and destroy their base. So it's basically you upgrade your base, and then you upgrade your troops, and then you go after another another person but they aren't online to witness it usually so they're they're just getting attacked while they're like offline gotcha okay anything else kind of on the scene that we should be aware of or words concepts things that that we should know about that are kind of swirling about there uh no i don't think so okay i think it's helpful to know about xbox live and what's the playstation version uh, PSN Live. Okay, so just to wrap up, hopefully that gave parents a little bit of insight or background that they may not have had before or gives them some guidance on what to think about or what to pursue. Just to wrap up, because in an ideal world you wouldn't play video games at all, mm. but what is there anything that you find redeeming about this that you would use to say... No, video games are actually good because they do this or they teach you this or is there anything in defense of video games that you find redeeming? Uh, I'm I'm not really sure. I feel like it's like you're you're using your brain more like while you're playing a video games and like using your reactions on like when you're just watching T V. So hand eye coordination. Yeah. Because you've made the argument before that you're video games are more worthwhile because you're actually doing something as opposed to your sister watching Netflix. Yeah. Which I thought was a very clever, out-of-the-box way of making an argument for video games because I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Your sister didn't really appreciate it. But uh-huh. She didn't have anything to come back with. <laughs> so, I guess my other question would be what would you be doing if you weren't playing video games. So I think you do have a social aspect to it. So on nights where, you know, I can't drive you over to your friend's house or whatever, you're still talking to them, you're doing something with them. Yeah. But do you feel like that takes away from the actual human interaction? Do you think that you would see your friends more often physically if you didn't have the opportunity to connect with them online? Um, I don't, I don't really think it's affected me anyway, because, like, even if we have the opportunity to, like, uh, play with each other online, uh, they still want me to, like, come over to their house and play video games with them, but I feel like it doesn't really affect it. I just wonder what this generation of mostly young men would be doing if your time wasn't taken up with video games. Um, I mean, I've, are we, are, will phones exist as well? Cause, 
I didn't really plan out this faux universe. I mean, you can just well, go, go with it. I mean, if video games didn't exist, I feel like it would just be like what people did before video games. But if phones existed, then it would probably just be like what people who don't play video games do. I mean, I mostly was, you know, reading by candlelight before oh my God. Ethan is rolling his eyes at me. I'm just saying, we had video games when I was a kid, when your uncle and I were kids, but it was something we did on weekends. It, I feel like we just didn't do it to the extent that you're investing time in it. So I'm, I just wonder, am I doing you a disservice by letting you have a fairly free reign of as long as you are getting your homework done, getting your work done, going to your other activities, you're coming to the dinner table, eating dinner, engaging, you're, you know, we do other things together. I let you budget your time as far as video games go. I think you're going to have a little bit of a rude awakening as we head into the fall because yeah, you're gonna, yeah, yeah. You're going to be budgeting your time between marching band and taking a fairly, a fairly rigorous course of study. Yeah. Which is which is why we built you a study hall. But we didn't build you a study hall. We built you in a study hall to your schedule. I didn't want to confuse people to think that I built a hall for study. Just to clarify. So. There may be a, there will definitely be a shifting of priorities, but I wonder if you were to kind of get out of practice or get out of the groove, I'm just wondering if we would be able to bump you out to other things. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, in the beginning of the year, I usually prioritize the, the important stuff over video games because I haven't gotten bored with school yet. But later in the year, when it's been a while, and uh, I I haven't played um, as much video games, I start slacking. But I think I think it'll be fine. Okay, I I have every confidence that you can be successful in high school. But I feel like it's my job to keep an eye on you and make sure you're headed in the right course and not running amok, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, well, Ethan, we're about out of time. Is there anything else you wanted to add as far as giving parents this super fast primer into the world of video games? Uh, I don't have anything to add. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate you taking time out of your video game schedule to chat with us. I'm sure your friends think that you are probably in a ditch somewhere because you're not online. Uh-huh. Hopefully they haven't sent out a search party. All right, so that's it for today. I want to thank Ethan for giving us some insight and spilling some secrets, hopefully nothing too wild. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Talks With My Kids, as well as Instagram, Talks With My Kids. And be sure to subscribe in your iPhone or Google Play as we are putting out our episodes on the 1st and the 15th. We will see you next on August 1st with a new episode. We'll be back with the whole crew and we are taking a look at some of the suggestions we've had from some of our listeners. So we're excited to start incorporating some of that and hopefully here pretty soon, uh, Ethan's dad and his new stepmom will be back from their honeymoon and 
we can get them in front of the mics to have some chats along with Ethan's stepdad, Mike, about our blended family and how we all coexist. So look for that in future episodes. Ethan, thanks again for joining us. You're welcome. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you.